0: Hi everyone, it's Daniel Williams, host of the MGMA Insights Podcast. It's Monday, October 10th, and this week we'll be posting live from Boston in the MGMA Medical Practice Excellence Leaders Conference. We'll give you some insights on the education and the networking that takes place each year at this event. And now, on to today's podcast. All right, it's Daniel Williams, Senior Editor with MGMA here live in Boston. I am with Carrie Kozlowski, Chief Operations Officer and Co-Founder Upfront Healthcare, and Maria McGowan, Senior Vice President, Marketing, Dooley Health and Care. Thank you all for being here.
1: Thanks Thanks for having us. us.
0: So, you all just gave a presentation on activating patients for necessary care and visit adherence. Um, For our listeners who weren't here live. What was this presentation about? Who wants to go?
1: Let me start, start. I can get a start. So I think the the idea here is that we have an obligation and I think a desire as healthcare professionals to help our patients get the care they need. Whether that's preventive care, adhere to the visits that we schedule or their follow-up referrals. And so this was really around What are the strategies that we can employ from a data-driven model to a patient engagement and motivation and influencers model to help patients make the best decision in care and build a loyal relationship in this case with Dually health and care
0: yeah and that was carrie kozlowski i'll try to reference the two of you so we know who's speaking Uh, both of y'all during your talk in addition to referencing coffee and caffeine because this was at 7 a.m today in boston You also referenced our opening keynote speaker yesterday who was truly inspiring. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maria, I want to start with you. You referenced Kevin Brown a number of times and you wanted to bring that to the discussion Mm -hmm. here and and throughout uh, the events uh, for this conference. What else do you want to add to that? What did it speak to you? Because I saw a lot of people reaching for Kleenexes and Mm -hmm. tissues yesterday, but Mm -hmm. also feeling really inspired and empowered from that.
2: Mm -hmm. So I, I think why it really spoke to me was he talked about a passion of mine, which is really delivering an extraordinary experience with what you have, doing your best each day Um, to bring extraordinary moments to those that you're serving so in our case patients and I see our Clinical staff, our physicians, our, our non-clinical staff do that each and every day, and I think that's so unique to healthcare, um, and, and that's why his story resonated with me. Okay, wow. Carrie, what yeah.
0: about you? What did? How did Kevin speak to you yesterday?
1: I definitely had my tissues out. Um, I won't <laughs> deny it. Um, but I think what I took away, I was taking notes throughout, and one of the things I took away is that satisfaction is ordinary and in healthcare it is one of the metrics that we track and so how do we think about we don't want satisfied patients we want a distinctive like a distinctive experience for patients and we know patients we want to build loyal relationships but it is our job to help patients build trust so that they get the care they need, and that comes from delivering
2: the extraordinary, as mm-hmm. Maria said. Which, which is um, interesting to me. We went through a rebrand last September. We were DuPage Medical Group, and re- we rebranded to Dewey Health and Care. And one of our tenets is, is in helping humans flourish and delivering the extraordinary in healthcare. And so um, it was a great connection for me when he spoke about it yesterday.
0: Okay. Carrie, I believe it was you who was talking about how you use data-driven analytics to predict what the patient's going to need. And that, that really resonated with me when you said that. Elaborate on that.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, from the mission perspective in thinking about patients as individual humans, I think they're very vulnerable. It is a vulnerable place to be to seek health care. and it's a vulnerable place to be to give all of your data to somebody. And I was saying we're giving not just your medical history but your social history, you' a little bit about your economics, you know where your insurance is, where you work. And so if we're not using that data, what, is, what are we doing in return? Right? In healthcare, we need this data because we need to bill. But patients, that's not what they care about. They're telling us something about themselves. Again, I feel like we're obligated to use the information that they're willing to share with us to build a trusting relationship that shows them we know you, we understand you, and now we're going to help you as an individual get the care you need. And that's where using data for me really comes into this place of trust and relevance and respect. Mm -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm. And I, so, you know, what you started with is one of the things that I spoke about often several years ago when I was very focused on the patient experiences that patients do come to us during their most vulnerable times. Um, A lot of times they put off appointments with the doctor for as long as possible and it's something that is happening to them that really gets them there and so we see them in their most vulnerable moments and we have to understand that and um, they are giving us their trust. And so how do we give that trust back?
0: Mm-hmm. Maria, when you were talking, I wrote, I'm looking at my notes here, and I put big quotes around this, know the patient. Yes. And we hear that, but what does that mean to you? What does it mean to your company when you are tr- truly trying to know the patient?
2: Mm-hmm. Know, know the person as an individual and okay. what they want to get out of the encounter. Get out of life um, if they are there for a specific case or situation um, really understand what their goals are mm-hmm. um, and so as part of our brand you know helping humans flourish is one of the things that we talk about so we, we started to ask patients what is it that will make you flourish when are you flourishing? <coughs> Um, and we ask our providers that as well, right? That goes both ways. Um, we want to help our, our physicians, our employees flourish as well. Um, but really, what, what does it mean for the patient, for them to feel whole right. again?
0: Okay. Carrie, I'm going to put you on the spot here because I was reading about you. Maria was talking about helping the patient flourish. I read that you're also a basketball coach. <laughs> <laughs> That's helping people flourish. Mm-hmm. How does that translate it? You as coach, when you're coaching those basketball players, helping them learn how to, you know, position themselves on the court, get that proper spacing, all the things they need there to being helping patients flourish and helping staffs flourish.
1: Daniel, you're a quick researcher. I'm I'm impressed. For me, that ties back to how do we execute the work we do in our partnerships with clients. And that comes back to how do I help our employees? And so for me, I have a passion for mentorship and developing talent. And I love that aspect of my job as much probably equally to working with clients as is helping our team. And so I think of those skills of how do I help our team kind of arrange themselves, think about what they need to do to your kind of basketball court reference in a way that's going to accelerate our partnerships with our clients and deliver a distinctive experience for them in working with us? Because that's that's what we should be doing. We should be delivering a unique and personalized experience for patients. It starts with how we understand our clients and what's unique and special about them, and then we kind of build that backwards, and so yeah.
0: Okay, thank you. I know I'll put you on the spot there. <laughs> <laughs> um, Maria, I want to ask you a question here because there was a statistic on one of y'all slides that y'all put up that just just crushed me when I, when I first saw that. It said 8% of patients get the preventative care that they need. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: How do we close that gap?
2: Yeah, that that stat is astounding to me too. Um, I think it starts with helping patients understand or helping people understand what is available to them and how they get access to that. I think there is definitely a gap in healthcare literacy among people. Um, and they don't understand uh, through the complication of insurance and all of those things that are necessary what is actually available to them in their health insurance plan. Um, As Carrie said during the talk more people are insured now than ever before in this country but we have such a gap in people that are actually getting the care that they need and it starts with preventive care early um, and necessary screening so that if there is disease that we can cite it, catch it early uh, to enable the best outcomes for that.
0: Okay. Carrie, final thought on that then because I wrote down here in uh, all caps I didn't use quotes this time, I used all caps. You talked about the fragmented approach in healthcare it's just it's too complicated it's too disjointed we're in our silos, how do we continue to lessen that Uh, and I'll bring up one example that you brought was the consumer-driven experience. You referenced Amazon, Walgreens, a lot of other of our consumer uh, companies that have gotten into healthcare a little bit, but regardless of whether they're in healthcare or not they've done a real good jo- job of understanding who we are amazon certainly has they know me cuz yeah. they keep sending me emails <laughs> about stuff i want to buy and then i've got boxes that prove that they've been successful that's right. so how do we do that in healthcare
1: i think in healthcare it, it starts with us as team leaders and so that's the first place is to sit down and understand what are we doing so again we've developed healthcare care delivery is is an aggregation of silos of care of service lines and clinicians who are responsible for a certain aspect of care and have i think put forward the best approach that they can for the things that they're responsible for however we've grown into this collection of services versus an entire cohesive experience and that's the shift that has to make And so the advice i gave kind of maybe the homework to the to the attendees today was Try to list out every way in which a patient hears from you or needs to communicate with you. I promise it'll cross multiple slides in ten font. And and then sit down as a team and say, is this what we want to deliver to our patients? And what is our strategic approach to, as Maria said, delivering a distinctive experience that results in patient flourish.
0: Okay. As we sign off here, it's Monday, I believe it's October 10th. I've got to check my calendar here. It gets a little blurry here at conferences, so thanks for bearing with us. And people have been filtering in and out, and that's just showing you what's going on here in Boston. But last thought then, Maria, what else are you planning to do here this week? I mean, what do you, is there anything you want to learn, anything you want to share throughout the rest of this
2: week? So I'm excited to listen to some of the other speakers. I was very inspired by uh, Kevin's talk yesterday, and I always find these opportunities wonderful for just giving me some perspective as I go back to my organization um, and sharing some of the things that I've learned here, new ideas, new connections. So I'm looking forward to that.
0: All right. Carrie, your final thought. And what else are you trying to accomplish here this week?
2: I think the other
1: opportunity I love is the networking, right? Getting to, to your point, it's, I love to be just deeply curious, so sitting around with people and just asking, how do you do something, why do you do it that way? And this is such an amazing opportunity of diverse points of views and perspectives and experiences.
0: All right, well, this is Live from Boston with Terry Kozlowski and Maria McGowan. Thank you all so much for joining me today.
2: Thanks, Thanks for, for having all. us.